Proverbs 2.5 says, Then you will understand and fear the Lord and find knowledge of God. I looked at this word find and it was something that, that stuck out to me because I thought to myself, okay, he's, he's given us a command here. He's telling us if we want to understand and fear the Lord, if we really want to find knowledge, he says we, gotta, we have to do something very specific. He says find it. This word find, and you're gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to be going over it a couple times tonight, is the word matasah. And it means to discover, to possess, to secure, to have, caught, to attain, locate, overtake, or meet. So what he's telling us there is, is that you want, do you, you want to really find knowledge of God. You want to really discover, possess, secure, have, catch, attain, locate, overtake, or meet. Meet. Do you want to really meet the knowledge of God? He's calling. He's saying that this is what you have to do. He's saying in Proverbs 4.20, he says, My son, pay attention to what I say to you. Turn your ear to my words. That word turn means to incline, stretch, bend, spread out, or, or even to turn your ear. He says, Do not let them out of your sight, but keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them. The f- you know what? It's not moving, is it? Am I not? Hang on, guys. Sorry about that. Okay. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. The same word is used here, find. It means discover, possess, secure, have, catch, attain, locate, overtake. It's used over 455 times in the Old Testament. And he's telling us there, if you really want to know me, if you want to find health for your body, if you want to know who I am, then you know what? You have to find me. You can't just sit back and go, okay, drop it on me, Lord. You're going to have to find, you're going to have to discover, attain, do all these things he's talking about. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Same word used again. God, he, do you really want to attain Him? Do you really want to know who God is? See, Psalms 27 says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me and devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I say, Seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe, and in His dwelling, He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the, my enemies that surround me. As His sacred tent, I will. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek my face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. See, tonight, all across our country, 83%, I just read the statistic, ABC News article, 83% of the country says that they're Christians. 13% say they have no religion. I want to let you know tonight that it really should be flipped. Because 83% of the Americans don't know who Jesus is. Only 13% of them really know who He is. See, tonight, you ask this question, are you a born-again believer? 
Yes, I am. Am I a Christian? Yes, I am. Hey, I'm a believer. See, people will tell us that. As we go through this life, they'll be telling us that constantly. They'll, they're in, they'll enter our lives and they'll go, yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a born-again Christian. I want to give you this tonight. If you say that, then you want to say back, okay, prove it to me. You don't have to say it physically. You don't have to say it verbally to them. But in your spirit, you should be saying, okay, prove it to me. Are you really a Christian? Do you really know who Jesus is? See, many are deceived. Many are imposters. And many are ignorant. The Bible talks about this. He says in Matthew 7, 22, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? He's telling us, it says in 2 Timothy three twelve. he says, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ must will be persecuted, while evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived themselves. But as for you, Continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know from those whom you have learned it. You know what? As God has imparted these things into us, as, you're, as your pastor is giving these things to you, as we, we, we give these things to you, it is something you can hold fast to. It is something you can, you can, it's like an anchor that he's saying, listen, those things that you have discovered, those things that you're discovering that the Holy Spirit is giving you right now, he's telling us, he's saying, listen, you hold fast to those things. You attain those things. You don't let those things go. Colossians says this in 2.18 in the New King James Version. He says, no, let no one cheat you from your reward, but taking delight in false humility and worshiping angels, intruding into these things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by their fleshly minds. Let no one cheat you from your reward. I'm talking tonight not about being a Christian by putting on a t-shirt. I'm not talking about tonight being a Christian by saying it on Facebook. I'm not talking about being a Christian just because you announce it to the world. I want to tell you tonight, tonight, if you're a Christian, then prove it by who you are. You say the same thing that I just said back to you. Then let you, just, you, you say you're a Christian, prove it to me. Prove it to me. That you're in Christ, prove it to me. See, that offends people today. We say, oh, you know what? Prove, me, prove to me that you're, you're in Christ. It shouldn't. What we should do is go, okay, you know what? If I'm in Christ, I should display it. I should display it by everything I do. Paul talked about it like this. He uses the word ignorant. Now, maybe that's a little harsh, but the Greek word, it means this. I do not know. I'm ignorant of. Or sometimes it carries with it the idea of willful ignorance. Paul talked about it. Peter talked about it. Mark talked about it. Luke talked about it. They all talked about it. They said, don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant by your own, your own will. Don't just close yourself off, but allow the Holy Spirit to show you, lead you, and guide you. You know, I was just telling people tonight, I said, in the, during the time of the Cold War, before they had taken down the wall that separated uh, East Germany from West Germany, there were people that met on the, on the, uh, the Russian side. They were Christians, and they were being persecuted constantly. And so, the group that got together, every time they would meet, they'd meet in a different place, but every time they'd meet, the, the Russians would come in and start beating on them, and tell, you know, they would just start beating them down because they were, they were serving the Lord. So they got wise. They said, you know what, somebody in our ranks, somebody's telling somebody. So they, instead of, of them telling everybody, they said, here's what's going to happen. Next week, the leader of that group said, next week when we meet... I'm not going to tell you where, but the Holy Spirit is going to tell you where to meet. You know, how would you like that if I told you guys next week, I'm not going to tell you where we're going to be, but the only ones who are going to know who are those who are in Christ, those who have sought God, that's how you'll know where to meet next week. That's what he told them. He says, those of you who really know, you'll know where to go. They met the next week in a different place. 
Guess what? The Russians weren't there. And neither is one of the other person who didn't belong. See, God has a way of showing us by the power of His Holy Spirit where we need to be, when we need to be there. And we have to get into the position where we say, God, where is it you want me to do? Is this the relationship you want me in? Is this the job you want me doing? Instead of just going, yeah, I have to do it because of the money. Or yeah, because I like this person. What is God saying to you? What is this relationship? Where, is this? where am I supposed to be in Him? See, Christians today, we recognize them by their tithe, their church attendance, how they talk about God, and, how, and their philosophy about God. I was listening to someone tell me that not too long ago. They said, well, I know they're not, they're not going to church, and they really don't. I don't know if they really know the Lord, but you know, we, we talk about Christian things. Nice! But it's empty. Vain philosophy. Even Christian philosophy is empty. You cannot tell by our, by, because they have a Bible. You cannot tell because they hand out tracts. See, I have a friend who owns a mini-mart. And you'll be surprised the number of people who will walk in and talk about God, fill up on booze every week. How will we recognize them? The Bible says in Matthew seven sixteen, by their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? You want to know if you're in Christ? You want to really know if you're in Christ? Then your fruit will be displayed. It will be obvious to those around you. The other way is recognizing is 1 John 4, 1. It's by the, the Spirit. It says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out in the world. I want you to know tonight, you want to know if you're in? Then test the Spirit. What's the Spirit of God saying to you? You know, that person that's coming into your life that says, Oh, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Let's test that Spirit. Test them by their fruits. See if they're really in Christ. The next thing he says, recognize them because they've had an encounter with God. Acts 4.13 says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note of these men because they had been with who? Jesus. See, when you've been with Jesus, people will recognize it. We test the Spirit. We see the fruits. And then lastly, when we've been with Him, when we've had an encounter with Him, it changes who we are. It's displayed. People can't help it. I have a neighbor and I'm not going to point her out tonight. But she's in this room tonight. And the, I, my wife has told me, Greg, you will not believe the hunger that she has got. She's devouring these books I'm giving her. She's, she's, just, she's eating it up. When I tell her to do something, she does it. When I tell her that maybe she shouldn't do that, she doesn't do it. You know what? I'm going to tell you what. When you get into that kind of discipline, the, the discipline, you will be able to excel. You'll be able to grow. See, that's what we were talking about with Alyssa a couple weeks ago. She said, it's not going to happen just because I read my Bible or I pray a little bit. I need to be under good discipline. I needed to be around people who would lift me up and build me up. See, what we want to do is we want to be friends with the world and we want to stay as close to the world as we can. And God's saying, listen, what I want you to do is get close to me. Give up that relationship. Give up that job. Let God provide for you. Isn't that right, Nathan? God will provide. When you know what? In the midst of everything that's going on, God provides. In the midst of all that's happening to us, I want you to know sometimes we just have to step out in faith. I don't mean stupidly, but what I mean is when God has spoke it, we do it. I wasn't going to preach tonight. First uh, Timothy five, twenty four. The sins of some are obvious, reaching the place of judgment ahead of them. The sins of others trail behind them. In the same way, good deeds are obvious, and even those that are not obvious cannot retain, remain hidden over. See, he's telling us this: your fruits, they're either going to be bad or good. 
And they get there before you even show up. Have you ever had that happen in your life? You know what? Somebody's coming to your house. You're like, man, I can smell it already. What is that? Or, or when they leave, there's an aroma that, that's left in the room. I'm not talking physically. I'm talking spiritually. I know some of you are going, well, I, see, I know some people that's stinky. But I'm talking about in the spiritual sense. Tonight, I'm calling us to pursue. I'm calling us to seek. I'm calling us to use that. Then that word find. This is a call to be diligent. This is a call to meet. Remember, that's one of the words in, in the Hebrew he's talking about. It is not just a casual, weak need, lazy relationship. What I'm talking about tonight is when you truly want it, God will give it to you. When you truly seek Him with all your heart, He will reward you. The Bible says He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you desperate for God? He will draw us in. But the, real, the, the key is, is it comes from this word right here, what I talked about at the beginning, this Hebrew word, matzah. And it means this. You want to find Him? You have to discover, possess, secure, have, caught, attain, locate, overtake, and meet. I like meet because you know what that means? There's an encounter coming. I want to meet the one. I want to find the one. I was telling people, uh, friends, some friends of mine this week, God has just called me into a place where I burrow in. I know some of you guys have little ground squirrels in your yard. I have lots of them. And I, and, and I think about it when they're down there and they're digging. Their nails are all full of, of, of dirt. And their teeth, they're grabbing their roots and they're pulling them back. And they're, they're, they will settle for nothing less. God wants us to get in the box... Close our eyes to everything else and focus just on Him. Don't, let, don't worry about what the world does to you. Don't worry about the influences of the physical realm. What I want you to do is fix your eyes. Get your gaze upon Him. Get your eyes so on Him that nothing else matters. That's how that little ground rodent, I'm calling us rodents tonight. I know this. I don't know if there's a spiritual connotation to this or not. But what I'm telling you this tonight is this. is God wants us to burrow into Him. See, what happens is the enemy puts this this crusty layer over the atmosphere. And He does not allow our prayers to get up. He wants them to bounce right back down. But if we get into position, we say, you know what? I am not going to be satisfied. I am going to burrow through. You know, I was praying out in the, the pasture behind my house the other day, and I put my hands up like this, and I said, God, I'm burrowing. I'm burrowing. And, and I told Scott about it, and he says, man, I'm glad nobody saw you out there, Greg. I said, but you know what? It doesn't matter. I am going to burrow in, get into that position, God, where nothing will, nothing will hinder me. You know what? That, that little varmint, when he's digging, there's times he hits rough ground. There's times where he hits rocks and he has to push it off to the side. There's times when those roots are in the way and he digs and gnaws at them. God wants us to crawl, scratch, claw, dig, do whatever it takes to get to that place with him and find him. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Do you want to discover? Do you want to possess, secure, have, caught, attain, locate, overtake, and meet the King of Kings? You're going to have to do it by one means. That's getting into His presence, staying in His presence, not giving up, staying in that place. God, I will not be, I will not be satisfied until I get there with you. we got to burrow in like that. God's calling us tonight. You want breakthrough? Burrow. You want, you want to see things change around the atmosphere? Burrow into Him. I've, we've come together tonight. I want you to know tonight, the enemy gets angry when we burrow in. The, ang the, the enemy gets angry when, when, in spite of our circumstances, we burrow into God. Tonight, you know what? I, I noticed even the other day when I, was, I went out to do my prayer time. 
I was walking along, and as soon as I, I started praying, my mind started going, oh, you know what, you forgot to do this. Oh, you know what, you forgot to do this over there. Oh, you know, and that's why I don't even take my phone with me, because I don't want to hear it. But you know what I did? I immediately, I put my hands up, and I said, no. I said, no. I said, I, I said it physically. I said, no, I'm burrowing in. There is nothing going to stop me. I'm in your word every day, God. I'm going to be in prayer every day, God. I am not going to be satisfied. I'm burrowing into this place. You want, do you want the presence of God in your life? Burrow into him. You know what? That's the only way we're going to get through and break through to heaven. I will not be satisfied until there is an open heaven over me. And the Bible and, and, and it talks about the fact that our prayers, have, they're, like, they're like fire. They, they, they can break like a, a, a hammer. The word of God is powerful and true. So tonight, what I want you to know is when we come together as a unified group, when we come in one mind, one heart, one, one, one purpose, we break through as we come into unity. Don't let your mind drift off someplace else. Don't cuss in the spirit by not joining in because that's what we do when we think about something else we think about our boyfriend our girlfriend all the problems we're going through we begin to cuss in the spirit don't cuss in the spirit tonight quiet yourself to the things of god say god i am not satisfied until i go into the place where i've never been with you tonight that's where i want to take you guys i want to take you into the holy place tonight i want to take you into the throne of heaven i want to take you into the place where i go every single night i will not be satisfied until i've been there Tonight, God is calling us all into that place. If you're distracted because you're in the back, get up front. Whatever it takes to you get into that place, close your eyes, close yourself off, burrow into him tonight.